Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two of the Think Tank. I am Andy. And I'm Alistair George. And this is the show. I'm so sorry. And this is the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm already throwing because normally when we record, we record this, we we sync ourselves up by counting down from three to one. Today, (laughs) Alistair decided to start the count from five and include zero, (laughs) and and it is just it is it has knocked me. I've been knocked for a hoop, whatever that means, And, and um. Well, let me just do a quick thing. The pod, we were on the pod spotter a few months ago, and oh, uh, yeah. and and uh, one of the guys emailed me said, "Hey, if you want to mention us on the show, you totally in your show, totally can do that." Well, we're doing it. It was a great episode. They just find fun podcasts. A lot of their podcasts have made it into Time Magazine's top ten podcasts of the years. Not ours, but a lot. No. <laughs> well, I mean, is it before or after appearing on the pod spotter? Because we could still just be waiting to slot right in there. You know, well, I've, right. I've been getting a lot of missed calls from the time people, so maybe okay. maybe that's what they were trying to um, trying to do. I, I, don't, I don't call them back. I assumed it was a man of the year thing, and I thought, oh, I don't need that. But if it's for the podcast, then... Top uh, 10 podcast. Uh, if it's top 10 of... podcasts. Top 10 men of the year. You um, thought, because it's like, there's no point getting that man of the year thing anymore, because that you could just make up those magazines on the internet now. Yeah, it's true. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. But top 10. Back <laughs> top before 10 Photoshop, there was only one way to get that, and it was by being Hitler, you know, and, but now, mm-hmm. now anybody could do it. It's like becoming a lord. You can just, you can just pay five bucks to some sort of generator thing, and they'll do it to you. You can be Time Man of the Year. A generator? Um, yeah. Just like a bit of electrical equipment. Correct, correct, yep. A gas-fired generator. Um, Alistair, I wanted to talk... <laughs> I mean, there must be a sketch in and around um, countdowns, you know, the rocket launch countdowns, that sort of mm. thing. I mean... We 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 hear a lot of these uh, countdowns. It's a real trope. I don't know what the I don't know what the joke is. But two boy. and a half. Yeah, that's One. true. <laughs> that One, that that would two. be if one and three quarters. They actually half. have to count down to give the rocket a deadline, and the rocket somehow is has the mind of a toddler. So mm. you 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 need the rocket to blast off. And the you're you're giving the rocket a limited amount of time to achieve blast off, uh, but uh, it's it it it's not getting there. But you realise that if you finish the countdown, then you've got to follow through on your ultimatum, right? Which is like no breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. I would never tell my kid no breakfast. <laughs> that sounds insane. <laughs> but no, no no raspberries on your breakfast tomorrow, right? But you don't oh, want to actually get to the, you don't want to actually get to the count well, get Andy, to zero on I the think, countdown because Andy, I think with with punishments like that yeah you're gonna you're gonna get man of the year on Time magazine <laughs> and um that was and, a link to Hitler I was, I was linking you to Hitler oh really oh, okay I didn't I didn't get I was, that I just thought it was just something for my. My parenting being either good or bad, I couldn't tell which way you were going with it. No, because because the only person you mentioned had, who had got it somehow was mm, Hitler. Hitler, <laughs> it's true. Um, I am the Hitler of breakfast toppings, and 
<laughs> I'm not afraid. But, but not that afraid means what say. you're you're pushing. You're sort of like you're attempting, I guess, to push your particular brand of breakfast toppings. Mm. You know, you're 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 telling everybody in your company, your breakfast toppings company, that you're gonna make a greater, you make make this company great, mm. right? And you're gonna Again. expand. Yeah. You're gonna expand into other uh, breakfast topping uh, companies. Correct. You're gonna correct. You sort of do some takeovers, and you're yeah. You know, and then and then just so that you can, just so that every employee can have a bit more space to be a bit greater. Yes. Um, everyone, I'm promising everyone in the company a slightly larger bench on which to sort their toppings. But then in the process, you start a fight with all the other breakfast topping companies. Mm. And it's a whole lot like, of trouble well, I don't need. Yeah. But then I guess some would be on your side. Well, yeah. Yeah. For their own I for mean, their own reasons. But I don't think I can rely on their allegiance in the long term. I've never no, understood what, what the long term... How, how on earth did Japan and Hitler, how did they even get in touch in the first place? And then, and then, what was the long? What was the what was the end game for for think, the, for yeah, that they, relationship? I guess incredible, because I guess they, they they would think that people would just stop fighting back at some point, right? I guess, but then are they, were they literally going to split the world in two? And well, like with a bomb? No, just draw a line, and Japan gets half the world. And Hitler gets half the world. Like, what? What was the strategic? Oh, yeah, that I was the deal. That was the deal, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're all fifty-fifty. They're men of their word, and they they never would have met as well. There's no way Hitler ever met Hirohito. So, what was? How how did they have any kind? Of, I just don't understand how this how this went down. Anyway, yeah. maybe there was well, no. Know. Maybe it was just opportunism, and there was no strategic um, dimension to the uh, to the alliance. I have no idea. I should know. Uh, you know, it's a proof. It's proof, though, that uh, that the secret doesn't work. You know, the secret mm. that if you really want something, yep, um, and you dream about it, then you'll get it. Because yep. it didn't work for Hitler or the um, Japanese leader, and they seem to really want it. They seem to really want it. They, you know. <laughs> Whatever Hitler it seemed was, to be very, very angry in that scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did in that scene in the movie. Um, Alistair, uh, I don't know if we've got anything so far, but can I tell it's, you? Look, I know this is almost nothing, but recreating um, World War Two with breakfast cereal company, a uh, breakfast cereal <laughs> topping companies. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, it would be. I think if I was a breakfast cereal company, I'd be. I'd be mortified if someone came along and put toppings on it. I mean, we. You go to all this effort to make what you think is a good breakfast cereal, mm. and then some fuckhead comes along and makes another company that says, "Oh, we'll take that breakfast cereal and we'll actually make it something that people want to eat." Here, we've got the <laughs> the icing on this this sloppy cake. Icing. I see. Well, I mean, well, but if, if you're someone icing. like breakfast icing, that's a good idea, Andy, right there. Um, yeah. But but I mean, if you're making wheat bix, mm. you can't be expecting everybody's eating that plain, can you? I guess I guess you're right. What you're doing is you're supplying foundations. You know, if you were somebody yeah. making bricks in a brick fa- factory, you wouldn't be disappointed when somebody made the roof out of something else, would you? You realize yeah, that or- you're just. Playing your part, you're just a, yeah. a cog in the thing. But I could imagine if you were making, a, say, a, a Kellogg's Crunchy Nut. Yeah, you know, feels yeah. like you've 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 attempted to balance the flavors. You know, mm. to put the right. right amount of tiny little nut fragments and sugar mm. coating and all that stuff, and then somebody comes in and puts a squirt some tomato sauce on there or whatever. Yeah. Tomato oh, sauce really is the icing of the um, of the sausage. You know, it's the savoury icing. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the candle of the sausage? 
Um, here we go. This is deep. This is exactly where we're supposed to be, Alastair. And we're talking yeah. about sausages, and we're talking about things being the thing of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the sour, candle? Sauerkraut? Sausage? Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be the onion. But like something, that, you know, ideally you'd want it to be something that you remove before you then go ahead and eat mm. the, the item, right? Um, so true. I guess... The hand the nap, of the, the nap, or the t- the tongs, the tongs you know? maybe maybe the napkin that you hold under the sausage. The na- of course, it's the napkin. Very good, Alastair. Mm, but cake. And also what I do, I actually sometimes. twist up the corner of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of putting candles on anything savory is already incredible. Candles yeah. on a on a sausage for for your birthday. A sausage. Sure, yeah. There's no reason you can't make a sausage that starts out savoury at one end, or is all meaty at the other end, and then by the time you get to the other end, is cake. You know, you, so, you can't, you can't. Like a. There's no reason like a, you can't have a progressive sausage, with every part of the meal arranged along its length. Heston Blumenthal would do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is to have to have spectrum foods, where a, foods, a three course sausage. You know, but yeah, but like the idea that you start. You start any two foods, right, at either end of this sausage. Mm. Mm. And on either end, they're, they're the, that food in its purest You're form. Right. You're but right. But in the middle, they're a perfect blend. A perfect blend of cake and, <laughs> cake and, and sausage. sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you might have to sort of inject them in, in a kind of, uh, in a sort of, twirly kind of you know double helix almost kind of thing oh cool yeah i like yeah. that a lot they yeah, they, they, they wrap themselves around each other yeah it's beautiful S- sort of kind of starting in a maybe like a, a bit of a yin yangy looking thing mm. at the at, at the center and then they kind of go out into thicker thickness right at the end i am um... I, I, I was thinking, though, that like if you had a three-course sausage, the first course would have to be soup, which means that the, the sausage would have to have like a kind of a floppy, liquid-filled yeah. end, which I believe mm-hmm. would be <laughs> that, you, that you sort of burst the skin and bite into and the, the soup bursts out into your mouth. And I imagine it would be one of the most disgusting experiences. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just depends on the soup, you know. You'll find, you'll, you'll find the right soup for the right sausage, the right sausage skin. You know, sure, if it's just like... There's I mean, no, you there's know, no you know, right. No, no, no. Think about this like a, like a French onion soup. Kind mm. of almost seems like it belongs inside a sausage. I mean, I guess. You know? Like if if you made like a water balloon, a savory water balloon, yeah, um, if made out of sort of sausage skin, yeah, it wouldn't be crazy to have French onion soup in there. Mm. That's what you almost what you would expect, you know, That's a culinary what you'd expect. water balloon fight. <laughs> um, a three savory water, water balloon, balloon holds no surprises for me. <laughs> as it this is playing out head. exactly as I expected. Um. All right, Alistair. Come on, let's get let's write something down and get out of this conversation. I have I've written three course sausage. Yeah, great. Can I say can I change the subject entirely and tell me whether or not yeah. you think this is any good? But it's a um, it's a drug, right? And all it does is make you patient, right? So, I, I figured this would be great in triage in hospitals mm. where. That you show up, right, and they they triage people and they work out like what room you're supposed to, you know where you're supposed to go in the queue basically in order to and like, it makes you a if patient. If your legs bleeding out a on the floor, a patient in that triage thing. You're a patient sh- showing up, and then they give you. But well, there's going to be confusion because of the word patient and patience. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a drug. That Great makes choice. You... Great choice of location to put this patient-based well, sketch. <laughs> <laughs> you're an inpatient, but you're im impatient. You don't have a lot of patience, but even though you are one, and <laughs> patience no. is not something that you're in. And then they currently. have a nurse who just gives you, depending on how long you're going to have wait, to wait. Is this, 
Thank is this you. A, a nurse who heals you or a nurse who <laughs> breastfeeds you? <laughs> or a nurse shark. I don't understand. <laughs> they have a nurse, a, 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 a medical nurse, a red, an RN, a registered nurse who, um, who injects you with, like the first thing you get is a, a dose of a patient, P-A-T-I-E-N-C-E, and uh, it, 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 it's appropriate to how long you're going to have to wait. And you're just extremely good at waiting on account of this drug that you've been given. It's not an anesthetic. It doesn't knock you unconscious. Mm. It just makes you wait, good at waiting, calmly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not... It's a- it's not like it's dragging you out. You're not in some kind of blissful state. Yeah, but you're but you're also you know c- compared to how frustrated you might be if you're waiting in this triage waiting room. Mm. Um, it might seem blissful com- in, in comparison. Pardon me. To your everyday yeah. life. Well, I mean, I guess no, but just if if you're already getting frustrated and then they inject you in the neck. Mm. Oh, straight in the neck. But then, why in the neck? <laughs> that feels like that would that that would get to you quicker. Yeah. When yeah, when really you'll have all the time in the world for it to kick in. <laughs> well, no, you need it to kick in fast, okay. so that you can then wait. Right. Fast act. Fast acting. Yeah, I think um, that patience pills. <laughs> I think I think if anything, they do the. Pulp Fiction thing where they inject it straight into your heart. <laughs> right. It's done. It's done in a really like high pressure way, just to get the patient's drug into you, and then after that, they really can take their time. Right. Anyway, I think that seems. Yeah, look, that seems like something. I mean, it's it's um, it's hard. It's hard that part once they're injected. You know what happens? Um, yeah. What how happens? does it? How does it? proceed how does yeah, like right. being really patient manifest itself as mm. humor yeah well i mean oh, I look think... how reasonable he's, he's being humorously reasonable well i think if somebody was really bad we could find a way for somebody to be really badly injured and then for whatever reason they've ended up with too high a dose of the patient's drug and they are just being incredibly reasonable you know and yeah, I yeah. guess the other thing is that you'd have to in- inject the entire family, right? If you get a lot of people coming in, it's not going to work just to inject the patient. You have to inject probably first of all, you inject the parents because they're going to be quite pushy otherwise trying to get their child um, seen to. You oh, know? Absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it'd just come out as a kind of a gas gets squirted when you come through the door. Anyway. Also, anyway, you give it to people without their consent. That's right. Yes, you do. I think it could be um, uh, good Good anywhere. It would probably be something that, that is then rolled out all sorts of places. Well, I mean, if it's like fluoride, maybe you could just put it in the water. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all... you know, is there any is there any downside to everybody being a bit more patient? I can't think of one. I mean, you'd have to have a televised f- philosophical debate about it, I guess. Yeah, are you? I, 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 there might also be a version of a of a sketch about this where it is just comes down entirely to somebody trying to promote this drug, and then getting endlessly caught up in people asking them questions about what kind of the word patient they mean. And yeah. uh, and then them losing their minds, maybe. Oh, mm. I mean, totally insane. Only... Yeah, yeah, I think that could be good. But what is what is insanity really? It's probably impatience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I think you can have uh probably any emotion you could have. Can you have any emotion to the point of psychosis? And, you know, impatience know. is certainly one of them. Uh, I, think... I don't think you could be calm to the point of psychosis. Oh, maybe. I guess no, because calmness is kind of feels like it's like the absence of thoughts and stuff. Yeah. I feel like, it's you like... know, if anyone like Buddha would have had that, 
and I don't think he was psychotic. Maybe he was, and we just couldn't tell. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if they're an extreme version of something, it feels like, you know, it's probably bad. I think maybe um, not enough people are fr- frowning upon what the Buddha did. Is there a, a, a sketch to be had about a kind of a, a, a militant... Um, and it's getting. This is getting. This is getting unbelievably close to a drug that uh, makes people patient. You know what I mean? Like it's a. It's another one of those things where we couldn't find the humor in the actual be, actual being patient thing. Mm. And so I don't know if we can find the humor in being really calm. <laughs> it's like, I mean, not that I. You know, I don't want no, to criticize. No, uh, Alistair, like I think it's good that we're not even trying, that we don't well, have the patience the to even is, consider whether the, whether an, an extremist group of calm yeah. people um, uh, would would work. You may, you may, you're probably right, Alistair. No, I think, right. I think it's just because I feel like I have tried to write sort of the, um, the extreme, extremist-like, reasonableness and things like that um, yeah and it just ends before. up boring doesn't it yeah yeah and, and that's the so problem like, with today people probably can do it but i just can't it's the problem with the discourse today alistair is that nobody's interested in being calm apparently it's not interesting or cool or edgy to be um to be you know reasonable that's the problem yeah. that's yeah, the problem people apparently think that that's not sexy yeah, now, um, to be um, excessively sexy, mm. you know, militantly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's something. <laughs> now, that's something. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, again, I, you know, look, it's it's not my forte, though. You know, it's not mm. like figuring out what a, what a, a candle is on a sausage. Mm, no, that's that's but, where we belong. But I, you know, just briefly going back to candles on sausages. Um, yes, it doesn't feel like um, savory foods would have candles, but they might move up the chain somewhat in the pyrotechnics that they would have on them. You're absolutely you know? right. Yeah, no, it, it feels very reasonable that they would be smeared with some kind of like a, a napalm type gel. Or whatever yeah. it is that they put on the arms of um, people at Warner Brothers Movie World Hollywood on the Gold Coast <laughs> for a some yeah. kind of uh, stunt show. Yeah, or the yeah, and the whole inside of your mouth is covered in it as well. Yes, <laughs> and so that you the, the sausage is on fire, and then the inside oh, of your mouth is on Alistair, fire. And you're eating you know, it. we've talked about things That's that can dinner cook in a food show. as it goes into your mouth, right? We've talked about. A, a little sort of a blast oven ring type thing mm. that you hold in front of your mouth and you can pass an uncooked sausage through it. And then as yeah. it emerges on the other side, it yeah. <laughs> it's cooked. I'd like, like to think birds could drop them from the sky into yeah. your open mouth <laughs> and they would cook and you would swallow them. And yeah. Perfect. But, but we have never uh, talked about lining the mouth in first in some sort of flame proof coating, but then in a layer of flammable coating and turning the mm. mouth essentially into a wood fired oven. Mm. Well it's already it's already a sort of a space in which airflow is controlled, you know? That's mm. that's it's the already, main thing about a wood fired oven or, or a fired oven of some sort. It's it's a it's a it's it's a sort of a closed cavern with an opening, yes. Um the the tongue is is already you know, uh, and basically a, a retractable oven tray, mm, uh, a serving. You know, it's 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 a it's a tong, it's an mm, oven tray, mm. uh, it's everything. It's ready to accept. It's ready to deliver out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ready to rearrange. You know, so that the 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 food on the inside gets the best heat distribution. I think that we could turn over the entire um, mouth and nose sort of um, sinus nasal cavity region that entire thing over into a turn it into a specialized um cooking facility and then we'd only Mm. need to drill a couple of holes either in the neck or um maybe through the back of the head uh to allow air in and out for breathing um 
You don't but think, it you don't feels think like you, you don't need a whole you, mouth for breathing. The mouth seems yeah. w- wasted on breathing, basically. So you don't think you don't think you could use the nostrils or the front hole, the, the front mouth hole, to to allow the air in, or do you think you, you for, would have to get a perfect seal for the cook? I I would want a perfect seal, and I also think that there'd be even issues. when it's a flame based well cooking I think, system. I think, or you think about be... adding something electric or? I, uh, well, I I like to be able to get a bit of a smoke going, you know, going, turn yeah, it into okay. like that kind of thing. But I also, I think that you want to be able to control that, but you want it to be independent mm. of breathing. You see, breathing has to happen, right? Um, but that's going to interfere with your cooking if you're constantly having to open your mouth, breathe in and out, you know, getting cool or hot air, you know, stoking that furnace. I want to reserve yeah. my control of the mouth and nose, which I think could be quite useful for getting an additional kind of circulatory flow um, yeah. into your cook. I want to be able to reserve that for my cooking purposes, and then I, I'm going to sort of basically close off the windpipe and use a, a separate, uh, uh, a new opening. Um, yeah, it, it feels silly that breathing. we have to use the mouth. It feels like... The lungs should be able to just attach to something either that we hook to our back mm. or to our front that could just do a lot of that work for us so that yes. choking is entirely off the table. And so that this, you can of also... course, we've actually, it, we've solved the problem of choking. <laughs> yeah. And then also the problem of being able to seal your shut mouth, uh, your, seal your mouth shut at nighttime and get mm. a good hickory smoking, mm. like low, slow cook oh. of, uh, you know, of a sort of, a, I guess, a slab of meat of some sort. Just imagine just, you know, you're in a, you're in a, um, you're in a darkened room and mm. somebody opens their mouth and you just see that dull glow of the coals <laughs> in there. It'd be so beautiful mm. and um On a first warming. date. On a first date. You just want to stoke those coals, baby. Yeah, you um, go get get your get your sort of fire poker in here, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you put your tongue in, which is also coated in, I guess, sort of um, heat treated steel. Mm, mm. And then we could use the tongue. Use the use. Like now, it makes sense that cutlery is made of metal because we can use it to sort of stoke and and turn the the food as it cooks in the mouth. Mm. Um. So yeah, yeah a lot of it, a lot to think about. <laughs> a lot of good, lot of good ideas there. Yeah. Um. um I mean, mouth you know, cooked. It feels, mouth I mean, cooked. it feels. But it does. Oh. It, yeah. Yeah. I've written down it's, mouth oven. It's not going to get fresher than that. Mouth. Yeah. Freshly mouth cooked. I mean, if I guess if you could be growing the food in your mouth as well. Yeah, but I don't think that in, increases the fresh. Oh, I guess you know. You, yeah, you're right. It does. It is then. It's more grown, fresh. cleaned, and prepared in the mouth. Does you cooking know? kind of reset the freshness of food? Does I it, always does feel it? that that happens. Yeah, because if something's almost off, you cook, you it, cook it, and, and then you get another week again. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this this almost rancid food <laughs> I could now leave on the stove overnight. <laughs> um, it doesn't it doesn't make it it's not like it's better. It's not like you, you know, you probably still want to eat fish. It's it's a new lease on life this food gets. Yeah. You know? It used to be it used to be a sort of a you know, a uh a uh, capsicum that, mm. uh, or a pepper, you know, mm. that um, that has been in the crisper for so long that it started to produce oh. wetness. <laughs> it's, it's returning to to its watery. It's uh, returning to its water nature. form. Yeah, returning God, to water I go and through so much of that stuff. Things that are in still in plastic bags in some way that just yeah. turn to pure fluid. Oh. <laughs> What is going on? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> it's just, you know, the cell walls have given up. Yeah. And, and it's just We're not getting back. out of here, man. The um, only way we're going to make a big escape is through by becoming smaller, by becoming individual is, atoms. Or he's becoming liquid like Alex Mack. Maybe mm. they're thinking that they can uh, turn into a a fluid, drip out the bottom of the door, and then reform into a celery on the other side. Well, I never, I never understood what Alex Mack's power was, but she's the yeah. power of a rotting vegetable. Yeah, she has the power <laughs> of bean sprouts. Yeah. What is the point of bean sprouts? You know, bean sprouts are like the biggest source of salmonella, and and yet I've never eat eaten bean sprouts and been like, oh yeah, bean sprouts. Like they don't, there's nothing that's good enough about them. They don't bring enough to the table to yeah. justify oh. the fact that they go bad so quickly and yeah, make you, you incredibly sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never got sick from them. There's some of these things that people say like, you know, you know, <laughs> that it's like, you know, like rice. You can't eat, you can't eat rice. You can't eat rice. Even 15 uh, minutes after you've cooked it, it goes yeah. bad that quickly. Next day, and you go, oh, right. I, like, I'm sure that there's some truth to this, but... Even if you keep is, it in the fridge, yeah, you're right. You, you can't... Oh, if you keep it in the fridge, it's it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, oh, right. Well, that's... I mean, I'm, I'm like, basically my whole diet is like three, four-day-old rice. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I've always been fine. And, and I've always you know, I'm been pretty fine, sure but... that a lot of the people in, you know... I'm gonna say, Asian type countries, Asian (laughs) type countries. Okay, um, might have been eating rice. You know, maybe even before the invention of refrigeration, might have been eating. One of the whole one of the whole points of stir fry, uh, stir no no fried rice, is that you have to use old rice, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But it's (laughs) but how do you get the old rice? Yeah, you're exactly right. Maybe it's got to be made old. Maybe could be maybe made, that's made the reset. Maybe that's the reset, the famous reset, where you get a little bit more time out of the rice by frying it again. You know? Yeah, but I think I even read, I think I even read they were like, and cooking it again doesn't help. <laughs> They're like, oh, um, throwing that, it in that, the that, bin and moving house, that, that, that doesn't, that's not going to save you. That's not going to save you. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come for you. That movie, The Ring... That was really a metaphor for rice. For rice and and how you're gonna die from eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think there's something in this rice thing. Um. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, know, we get told we get told a lot of like, don't you don't you dare eat rice that's even a little bit old. But I feel like everything then must have some sort of threshold. Every food must have a different threshold, obviously, where you can't eat it anymore. But we don't hear about any of the others. There's so much um, hype and scaremongering around the the rice. But I think a lot of other stuff is slipping in under the radar. You know, pasta. How long can I wait before I eat pasta? Nobody's once mentioned to me how long you can wait. There must be an amount of time, right? There must be an amount of time. It's never once been mentioned because everyone's so busy telling me not to eat old rice. Meanwhile, I'm eating three, four-week-old pasta. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm like, at least I'm not touching that day-old rice. You know, and people always put, you know, like, uh, uh, like McDonald's burgers in a cupboard for four or five months or whatever Mm. like that under a a glass you know bell glass bell right or whatever bell jar yep bell jar and uh and then they tell you look look at what happens after 6 months but i've never seen anybody do that with any other other food no and so <laughs> i got it's no the comparison bell jar. it could be bell jars are just great at keeping in freshness mm um, um i don't know so, what the sketch yeah, is so yeah any of this anything any, uh, uh no i don't know yeah. How about this, right? Yeah. Pe- peeing on lemon trees. Right? Yeah. Everyone always says you got to pee on lemon trees. 
but I've never heard this from an official source, so I don't know. Yeah. And it feels like a sort of rumor that could have been made up by somebody who just dislikes lemon trees. Because it feels like so, the logical next one is pooping on chocolate trees, right? <laughs> like I'm. <laughs> that's what it is. You got to poop on cocoa trees. That really helps them. Um, well, yeah, it, it, it is. It, it feels like the 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 most like naive form of well, those yellow juice comes out of these lemons. We better put yeah. yellow juice onto the ground. I have some yeah. yellow juice. Um, and I'm going to spray yeah. it around. Yeah, like but, cloudy, cloudy apple, cloudy apple yeah. juice. If you want to make that, it's just an apple tree that you added some milk to. You just cloudy milk apple juice. It. It's just if you've got a urine, urinary infection of some kind and your urine is cloudy, you've got to pee on cloudy apple juice trees. Cloudy uh, apple want... juice trees. Yeah, correct. I don't, I don't, um, sorry to make everything about urine. You were trying to get us away from that towards milk. And that was very valid. Well, I was just trying to add it. You know, <laughs> You've got to go out there and lactate onto. You got to squeeze some of your your boob. That's what makes it cloudy. Milk, yeah, onto the apple tree. Um, I oh. I mean I do like I think yeah Andy we're we're, we're crumbling somehow. We are. Um, but I do like the idea how somebody, um, somebody dispelling the myth, being completely against this idea that lemon trees. You pee mm. on lemon trees and it's good. Mm. Um, but I don't, but then something, yeah, look, I'm going to write it. Peeing on lemon trees. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, is a myth. Like, if, say, there was a, um, it feels like you would become, you know, a, a Greek god, right? Once upon a time, um, turned somebody into a lemon tree. And then also created the myth that you've got to pee on lemon trees so that this person would be pissed on for all eternity. You know? Yeah, that does feel like that would be something that they would do and say. But yeah. but that would for that to occur, the Greek god would have to keep it a secret that that was what was really going on. And that doesn't seem like the way myths work. There are no secret myths, you know? God didn't do any like did God did God do anything that we haven't heard about? You know, oh, he must you know have done at least one thing. Yeah, 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 like, like, or does he? Does he? Is he like you know, like an influencer who has to? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. record every little bit of his life. Like there must be, you know, I guess in a sane world he would have. There'd be yeah. heaps of miracles all the time, and there'd be, I guess, there'd be individual. You know, people are praying to him all the time, so he must be acting in those people's lives, you'd assume. And, like, certainly yeah. that's not all documented in an official biblical text, but it feels like up to a certain point, we we wrote down everything that God did, and everything that's in the Bible is the complete record of... Is that... I reckon a, theo a theologian would know about this. They'd be able to tell us, oh, no... Yeah, what percentage? What percentage of stuff did, did did they write down? Do you reckon? Is there anything in the Bible where it's just like, and then God did a bunch of other stuff that we don't yeah. have the details of? There we must heard, be. I don't know. Look, there were, and then he did another fifty miracles, assort, fifty assorted miracles, and we just and, don't. Uh, we we can't go into those. It's it would yeah. be too long to tell you everything good that he yeah. did. Or do or do they kind of pick and choose which are the ones which are the miracles that you learn people will learn the most amount from? So maybe like God yeah. also does a bunch of useless miracles mm. that are actually not you know like you know if you if you have a fish and you lost your fish he'll put a bell on your fish, <laughs> but you know there's actually fifty reports of that but he, they didn't bother putting it in when they're the bells don't really work underwater and bells don't really, but has to they, apologize they <laughs> yeah is it is it publication bias and well, there's gotta be. god did a bunch of miracles that really didn't come off but so they just didn't they weren't documented it's very possible that god does work by trial and error and oh yeah you know and then on, only the successful ones and they write down yeah, God. Like those, God, guy, like those, 
like those guys who shoot basketballs from really far away and then only keep the ones they do those those trick shot YouTube channels. Yeah, you know, right. They, they just like throw a toothbrush in it, you know, for, as they're walking out the room and then it lands in the thing and then they they just keep mm. the take that they uh that they got. That's what the Bible is. Alistair, you've ruined you've ruined TikTok for me. Well, I know, but I thought but they were doing that first time every time. No, but that's God. God is just doing trick shots. You know, yes. he yeah. Maybe they did feed five thousand people with a, a couple of fish and a loaf of bread, but yeah. it just happened to be on the, on that day. Everybody was only just a very little bit peckish, tiny bit hungry. Yeah, most yeah. of them had eaten beforehand because they had heard that <laughs> they they'd heard that this guy doesn't cater very well. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was there, literally, it was like two fish. So uh, there were a lot of people yeah. there. So everyone, everyone. Line your belly, mm-hmm. and then and then you get there, and he's only got a couple of fish again. It's a miracle. Everyone's happy. I mean, it just seems like, like I mean, I haven't read, gone deep into that story, but it feels like really somebody's lo- dreaming for a miracle. There is really, you know, because because they're telling us in it that they've only got a few bits of fish mm. <laughs> and and some a little bit of bread, and then they're saying, well, everybody was full. And you go, well. That doesn't seem likely. You said you only got a couple of bread. Like, wouldn't the miracle come in the quantity of food? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Why? And if you're trying to say it's a miracle, then why not say he had no fish and no yeah. bread? And, exactly. everyone and then was everybody full. was full. <laughs> like, why some food? Yeah, well, why a little bit? He had slightly less food than you'd think would be enough to go around, but it turned out okay. He had heaps left. I mean, he had heaps less. Yeah, I know. And it turns out it was great. We're actually, yeah. you know, that sounds like people are lying for you. Um, and I don't, and I don't know re- that, how would you know, how would you actually accurately, I don't think he, you asked every one of those 5,000 people if they actually were feeling full as well. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, um, biblical scholars, Andy, Alistair, we, we should are, do a to... podcast where we read the Bible for the first time. That's a good idea, Andy. Thank you. Um, I do have a, uh, I do have an illustrated version of Genesis. Illustrated the original illustrations. Did God <laughs> no. do the drawings? <laughs> Did no, God describe by... them? No, it's um, uh-huh. it's by Crum. Oh wow! Okay. But but I think he said he just took it as a straight illustration job, like he wasn't trying to make it sexy or funny or anything like that. Mm. So. But you know, we could we could start reading it that, that way. I think it's got all the yeah. words in it. Yeah. Well, I th- if it's got all the words in it, um, yeah, we we absolutely could. We could call it um, first test, and it's of. our first test uh, of the first testament. And then, I mean, the now there's test. now there's a podcast that podcast that will just get so many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, Andy. Or start reading the Bible. <laughs> I, I, I think it could. Yeah, I think it right. could. Why, why, why are you laughing at that idea? Like that is yeah. a laughably bad idea. Like an obviously guess, laughably bad no, idea for I a mean, podcast. Look no, at the shit that succeeds as podcasts. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, I, right. I don't understand your criteria. Andy, I don't know what you want from me. No, Andy. You know what? Upon upon rethinking about it, it's an okay idea. <laughs> but I want to do it. it I, 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 I want you to know that I want to do it. It's an this... okay idea if it'll get you to shut up. No, it's I exactly mean... as good an idea as will get you to shut up, Andy. Andy, I also want you to know that just because I don't necessarily think something is a great idea straight away doesn't mean that I won't do it. I won't commit yeah, I <laughs> years won't commit and years yeah. to doing it. 268 episodes. Or yeah. something. Two hundred sixty-seven today. Is that one for there. each? Um, for it's a each lot part. Um, Andy, we've got that's five sketch ideas. So we got a we got a incredible, a, and they're all suggestion. They're all good. We got a suggestion from a from a listener. Ah, oh. um, you know how some of our listeners can donate three dollars to our Patreon, and they can. Uh, this send is the first I'm hearing of it, but I love well, it. Well, this listener is only called one. The word one? 
Yeah, the word one, but it's the word of the number one. Wow. Yeah. So one has given us three. <laughs> okay. And you're going to have to tell me what, what one of the meanings of one of these ones is, yeah. or I can look it up while you're guessing the first one. Okay. Well, um, uh, do you want to guess what the first word is? Yeah, corrugated. Uh, no, but you got the second half of the word correct. Aided. Eh? Is yeah. it the aided? Yeah. Wow. Inflated. Agitated. Agitated. Great. Okay. Um, um all right. Parmesan? The second word. What's that? Parmesan? No. Yeah. No, but it does end with an I N. <laughs> so it's kind of a similar sound. This one is Gubbins. 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 G U B B I N S? Yeah. I have no and idea the, what that means. Well, it means miscellaneous items or paraphernalia or a gadget. Really? A, a little gubbins he had made as a boy. I love he's, it. Agitated gubbins. It's making me think that one now is probably supposed to be, is probably British, right? And. Oh, it's me gubbins! And, yeah, it's me gubbins! Oh, a pocket full of gubbins! And and that one probably refers to, like, well, one shouldn't do that. Ah, mm, uh, the royal one. Yes. Yeah, the royal one. And the third word, do you want to guess? Uh, agitated gubbins, collector. Bulge. 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 Incredible. This does feel like what we were talking... Was, were we talking about this on the podcast or somewhere? About just dad... A pocket full of dad stuff? Just how at yeah, the end no, of the I think, day? I think that was, yeah, I think that was either last episode or it was uh, a Patreon exclusive. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was for our, our, our German compound words. Ah, yes. Um, but, you know, our, my sons are very into making little things and telling me what they are making little gadgets and mm. weird doohinkies and wrapping things around things and just stretching sticky tape everywhere in the house and then it's it's some sort of contraption and it's exactly what i would have done uh were i in their position i used to be obsessed with building tiny boats and rafts and, and things put, out put, of putting them on flowing water Paddle pop sticks. Um, yep, yep, a lot of that. I used to always want to put an electric motor on them, but never had any of the ability to do that. And I barely yeah, had the ability and, to make the. And I imagine a lot of those things wouldn't have f floated with an electric motor on them. No, no, no. I think it would have short circuit. Would have been. And would have been bad. And probably the, um, the sort of the, uh, you know the like the direction and stuff and how good it would have been to actually, you know, drive your thing and how stable mm. and mm. Mm. Oh, there'd be all was, sorts of, um, probably, probably saved your parents a, a, you know, a pretty pence, um, yeah. by, by not doing that, by not following through, not achieving any of my dreams. I think really, you know, when I set out to become an electrical engineer, mm. it was just as a result of like pent up frustration with my inability to put little electric motors on, on weird things that I'd made. And uh, having done engineering for six years, I came out of it, and I'd, I don't think I ever put a little electric motor on anything. And I still haven't to this day. <laughs> I just... Well, I, I, I became an engineer just because I was Donatello, and Donatello was the guy who invented yeah. things, and the closest yeah. thing to an inventor <laughs> was an engineer. So... Yeah, no, that was that was that was part of my motivation as well. But you know what would be cool? Yeah, would be a set of like kids' toys of some kind, mm. which do allow them to connect motors to just any old shit. You know, anything you want. Now you can you can put a motor on it, right? Like it's mm. a it's a it's a motorized thing. There's a ba there's a watertight battery compartment that plugs via a series of plugs into uh, a motor, and you can get different like sort of articulations for the motor. Uh, 
so you can change its angle and that sort of thing. And then you can put different little uh, propellers on there and it's all waterproof and you can just stick it onto anything. And then now anything can be a boat. Anything's a, a boat. Idea. You got a shoe, you got a boat. You got a bottle, you got a boat. You got a, you got a boat, you got a boat. Anything. Well, well thinking about for for it's a great it's a great kids toy idea, Woody. Thanks, uh, Andy. God, my God, I I use your name on my son. I use my <laughs> son's name on your on you. I, I use my oh my God, I it was I saw my mother not that long. I kept accidentally calling her darling. Yeah, I've done that to my mum as well. I called uh, her my love. Uh, she loves it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's very It's not good though. It's not what you no, want. It's, no, not it's not what, what you want. want as a as a man. A clear a clear separation. <laughs> it's what you want. Is a clear separation. Oh. Um look, this is what I'm thinking about agitated gubbins ball, Jandy. Mm. Is that um, you know we're not that far away from sort of um, technologically enhancing our bodies and becoming mm. a bit more cyborgian. Yes, right. Probably you know, much like your idea, we'll just be putting a lot of propellers on ourselves. Yes, right. <laughs> propellers will be coming out of various things, so that you know maybe on the back of your arms, we're near the elbow, mm. um, so that you could just sit in water instead of going mm. swimming. You could just sit in water and turn on two propellers behind your arms and you could just sit yes. and being instead of be pushed through the water. Yeah. Like that. Nobody's um, nobody's doing this. Nobody's providing this for me. I want to be able to just lie back. Like this <clears> is the you see people on how you see how cool it is for people who are skateboarding when they've got those electric skateboards and they've got that little remote control in their hand and they're just hooning around having the time of their lives. I want that, but with little propellers on the bottom of my feet. I want to be just lying back in a pool. On my back, mm. so I can't see where I'm going, and I yeah. want to be driving around. <laughs> yeah, and uh, maybe a little propeller on the back of your head to keep your head out of the water, so you don't have to mm. sort of uh, hold your neck real tense like that. Sure. Right? Um, um, you know, and then there'll, there'll be various things like that. There'll be little... You know, you know what? Probably... People would abuse this, because you know, people would abuse this for um, for disposing of bodies. They just strap mm-hmm. a little couple of little propellers to a to a dead body, put it in the water, and then just drive it out to international waters where it's It's no longer a crime to have killed them. It's your kid's toy idea suddenly used. You're like the guy who invented TNT, you know? Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly you were... It was a kid's toy. It was, well, initially it was just for, you know, unclogging things really, but then then suddenly it got used as a weapon. And this is the same thing with a little... The little propellers. Anyway, mm. so then there'd be other little gadgets all over your body. You know, one would be a little, you know, a little thing for cooking dim sum or whatever. <laughs> you know, mm. just under on you know on your chest or whatever, and a little steamer on one side, a little deep fryer on the other, and you know, yep. there'll be little computers and stuff. Anyway, wood fired in your mouth. What we'll discover very quickly is there's a lot of these um, uh, additions will probably actually be quite irritating to the body. And there will be a a quite a reddish, quite agitated area around Mm. each one of these things. Uh, Mostly, you know, partly, partially from the heat they all produce. And then the other will be because of the uh, inflammation that they just cause due to things that the the body's trying to reject them. But Mm. I guess we'll we'll have some variously, you know, uh, various amounts of depth to the anchors and hooks that we put into the body to stop that from happening. Every time... People talk about become transhumanism and cyborgs and you know becoming like a a better version of the human. They never factored. They never seem to address the idea of inbuilt obsolescence and the fact that like every single piece of technology is designed to go, go obsolete within two years. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I mean, want I don't want that in my brain. I don't want to have to get a, another surgery. I don't yeah, want my hands to stop working, my arm to stop working because they stopped making the software. Or the company that made my arm <laughs> went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, I can't use my arm because my arm has to be connected to the to their servers. Uh, yeah. It's or your or your brain your brain has a software update and suddenly mm. it doesn't recognize oh man and your body body parts and you've got like a 
you've got a you know a a, a job you know a job application to go to you you want your you want to <laughs> you want to go to the toilet right but you you're about to take down your pants but then your both your arms start installing updates and you can't use your arms for the next half an hour oh, while the no. arms are just just you know the progress just downloading stuff and configuring things. And so you're running around with these dead arms trying to take your pants off, scraping them off, I guess, against a, a window ledge. So you can get it I done think, in time. I think the reality of cyborg hell mm. um, is a great place to go because I think yeah. I haven't seen that much stuff about just how uncomfortable it would be to be a, a cyborg. Just annoying. They always just, just try annoying. to pass it off like they're not... They're, like, but I just don't imagine that they're going to get past the basics of discomfort. Inflammation. It's bad. Yeah. Nobody uh, wants Andy, that. I'm going to take us through the sketch ideas. Um, we have Breakfast Cereal Topping Company, uh, World War One, uh, World War Two uh, analogy. <laughs> World- Great. Sorry, my mind is wandering because I'm just trying to think of some sort of inflammation information pun, like sure. too much inflammation or something Infl- like that. Inflammation superhighway? Yeah. Inflammation superhighway, that's what you would be on with your yeah. cyborg body. <laughs> um, and then we got the three-course sausage. Yes. Um, Back to the and- sausage ideas. And then as well as uh, with the possibility of also a spectrum sausage, which is a sausage mm. that is, are, is two separate foods at each end. Um, and then we have fast-acting patient's drug. Um, yeah. Then we got the mouth oven, another great product here where it allows you to cook things. Uh, I don't know what mouth. you would line the mouth with. I guess, I guess some, like... Bubbles, some kind of bubbles, I think you know, would do it. Yeah, some kind of bubbles, maybe. Um, you know, but maybe it could also just be like, you know, one of those like gloves that a glass blower would use. Sure, but in your mouth, you know, yeah, sort of like a, a Kevlar type thing. Yeah, woven yeah. carbon fiber. And then we've it got uh, the the peeing. On Lemon's Tree is a myth. Mm, um, a great that. myth. And we got God's unwritten down miracles. The sort of yep. shitter ones because he's just a trial and error guy. And then the c- cyborg reality is hell, uh, which is from One. These are based on One's idea. Thank you very one. much, One. Thank you very much. One. 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 Um, uh, that- what, what fun. What fun, Andy! Mm. I think we started losing energy, but anyway, boo do boo do 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 Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. God, we love that that you did that. That was a good thing that you did just then. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we. Enjoyed it, and we did enjoy it, and we did. <laughs> That's no lie. Uh, and um, you can you know. listen to us on Podspotter. I'll, Podspotter, I'll try to remember can... to put the link in the show notes. And you can find us wherever you get podcasts. Um, the Two in the Think Tank, and you can find us on Twitter at Two in Tank, and also at, in, on Instagram at Two in Tank. I'm I'm at. Uh, Alistair TB on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. You can review us. You can support us on Patreon. Get all that extra Patreon Goodness. bonus content. Um, we'll probably have to start doing teleport, uh, improvise things, or oh. work up to finish off that show for next year's comedy festival. Oh, this year's comedy yes. festival. Um, I'm excited. So, so we'll start doing those. There's all the old ones for Magma that we were just us figuring it out or riffing a bit has. Partially as the characters. <laughs> totally for me. If, I was totally in characters. character the whole time. Yeah. Even when I was accidentally calling you Alistair. That's great. Um, well, 
thank you for listening. And, uh, and we, we love, love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.